Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our handicap comes from drinking. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And we're the Drunk Guys, and today we are continuing our quest to read a short story for every day in the month of May, and recording from Finback Brewery again. They've, we've, they've managed to get back here, and uh, Eric is joining us. Hello. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and, uh, we have not had any beers yet. And we are reading Kurt Vonnegut's Harrison Bergeron. So before we get to that, what's new at uh, Finback? Uh, we're recording a podcast today. Um, I don't know. We're moving into summer, so we're starting to see a little bit more uh, lighter or fruit IPAs. Uh, some Pilsners are coming up. And, of course, we've been adding a lot more barrels, so we're also barrel aging so a bunch of stuff. But, you know, we're keeping busy. Uh, we're also looking to open up a location in Brooklyn, so you'll be able to see that in uh, coming up this summer. Is what, do you guys have a date for that yet? Uh, no, you know, yeah, uh, we're shooting for June-ish. Uh, wow, cool. Yeah, but, um, you know, it could be, depending on every everything that goes with the construction, you know, how that can be. So, uh, just summer. Cool. That's cool. awesome. It's much closer to where I live, so I'll oh, be yeah? great if I could just <laughs> head over to Finback anytime. Yeah, it should, be, it should be pretty exciting to be able to hit that spot up. So, are the plans for the two locations to kind of, like, swap beers, like, you can get the same thing at both, or? Uh, it's going to be a little bit of both. So, um, yeah, you'll be able to get, it's it's a work in progress, but yeah, you will be able to get both keg beers at both locations. Uh, I think the Brooklyn location will actually have extra taps, but um, mm. yes. Uh, Tell me more. <laughs> more beer. Uh, and I think that uh, we'll have, like, cans available at both locations, but I'm not sure which Ooh. one will have, like, all the cans and so it's like a work in progress just to see how stuff works out as we go but uh it'll just be more more beer everywhere that's a good thing excellent so we're reading this story that has so, no beer in it yeah it has no beer that's why more, more beer is valuable and we're starting with a beer and this is a highlighter made by finback it is a 7.2 percent alcohol ipa with guava dry hop with citra and belma and louise so anyway the beer is very good yeah you exactly. can you can taste the guava for sure. So is the guava added in the brewing process? Is that it? Uh, it's after the yeast is done, after the fermentation cycle is finished, uh, we'll remove all the hops and the yeast and then uh, add the guava into it after that. Uh, it actually goes in uh, for us in the bright tank uh, prior to carbonation. So it's kind of like dry hopped? Sort of? The same kind of Sort thing? of. I mean, you could, it goes in the, physically in the same way, but yeah, it, it is the same uh, at, but after dry hopping. But yeah, well, versus uh, like boy in the boil. Right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Much much later in the process. Uh, so you get that fresh guava. Uh, the, the when we uh, do coconut, we can add some coconut in the boil. But again, most like when we do the coconut, it'll go in uh, after the fermentation is done. So there are some places that'll add the uh, the fruit in to the fermentation process. Um, but we've found that adding it a little bit after seems to be working better for us now. Speaking of coconut, is uh, Smooth Beats uh, coming out again? Smooth, Smooth Beats is coming out again um, soon. Awesome. Uh, very soon. Look for it in the weeks to come. Ooh, right. Actually, I don't know when this podcast comes out. but Could be out at that time. <laughs> I was going to say, it might actually be available at, at that time. Should be coming out pretty. Was Around fast, the end of April. Fast turnaround. On these, Around yeah. the end of May, I mean. Yeah. 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 A couple weeks. Awesome. All right, so Harrison Bergeron, real short story. Uh it's a, in a society in which everyone is equal, in that 
everyone has to ha- everyone has a handicap. But more like the handicapper general of the U.S. government makes sure everyone is entirely equal. So that if somebody is extra smart, that means instead they have to wear this little ear device that every 20 seconds will play like a really loud noise so that they can't concentrate on anything. And if anyone is better looking, they have to wear a mask that makes them look ugly. And people who are not overweight have to wear heavy sacks of lead around their around their bodies so just to weigh them down so they're not more graceful or more athletic than others. Yes. So everyone is entirely equal in every way. Because they're hobbled. Exactly. Uh, unless you happen to be average. Yeah. Like the mom <laughs> in the story is of average intelligence, so she just gets to be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the dad's smart, so he has the earpiece that plays car horns and farts into his head every 20 seconds. Yeah. And he has to wear a weight around his neck because mm-hmm. he's stronger. Yeah. Sounds like a plant. <laughs> uh, and there was a historical little tidbit in there, right? They say, oh, it's the, since the, I forget the numbers, it was like two, two 11th, two 12th, and two 13th Amendment. amendments. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because like the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments kind of go together. Oh, yeah. The three know, that end slavery and guarantee allegedly equal rights. I thought that was kind of. It's 14, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but 13, 14, like they were like, yeah. a package deal. It's like uh, buy two, get one free amendments. So I thought that was a purposeful. I'm sure it wasn't just, I mean, I don't know if those numbers happen to mean anything, but I think it was 11, 2, 11, 2, 12, 2, 13. So uh, it's I think you're right. Very far, very far into the future. Mm-hmm. The government has gone through these. We've created the, the cabinet position or whatever of handicapper general, which is pretty funny. And there's, anyway, um, it's, this is the Bergeron family. Clearly French Canadian, and they are. Uh, <laughs> they're hosting uh, the Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> right? Uh, and they're just ta- there's husband and wife, and they're just talking. One says something about, "Oh, our we're so sad because our son is in prison," and then he gets the ear noise thing, and then he's forgot what he was sad about. And yeah. anyway, they're just watching TV, and they happen to see on TV they're watching a ballet, and then immediately. That like somebody breaks into the studio and says, "I'm declare myself emperor, and my name is Harrison Bergeron." And that's and then, so that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. And, and then he says, "I'm going to be emperor." This is like live on television. I've declared myself emperor, and who shall be my queen? Whoever volunteers first shall be my queen. And one of the ballerinas is like, "Okay," and takes off her mask. Turns out she's really beautiful. Right, they say it's because she had a big, heavy weight and a really, really ugly mask. She must have been really gorgeous. Yeah. Because her mask was so ugly. And she mm-hmm. takes it off and she's like blindingly beautiful. And he's like, I am emperor now. And then the handicapper general personally breaks into the studio and shoots them both with a shotgun. Well, first they, they do a really awesome dance. It's like right. the fucking Matrix of ballet. It, they they take off their things, and Harrison Bergeron is seven feet tall at fourteen, and he is oh, handsome, brilliant, and apparently skilled ballet dancer. And they're leaping twenty five feet into the air, and, and hovering. Yeah, there's what was with the hovering? I'm like the future. This is the major right, the exactly. element. It's the yeah. future. And then uh, then it's they get shot. Ninth Amendment lets yeah. you <laughs> lets you hover, lets you float. Yeah, but only if everyone can float. And then handicapper general shoots them. And they're dead before they hit the ground. And then the parents are watching, and the mom is like, oh, that was an interesting show. The yeah. dad's, he's like, I think something about this, and then his head gets, gets jolted the, again. Gets the head noise again, and it's like, I, I'm, I don't remember what I'm sad about. Yeah. yeah. Got a tear in their eye, but they don't know why. Mm-hmm. The end. The end. The end. So what the fuck did that mean? What was that about? Right. Well, clearly, 
I mean, we could go it's deep. It's about ballet. A couple of different ways here. It's about how much ballet sucks. No, uh, that was a joke. I'm going to cut that. Uh, it is a, it's about um, how much ballet blows. <laughs> going to tie bags of lead onto people to make it interesting. <laughs> you know, it's about the danger of a society where everyone has to be equal and nobody can just be themselves. And that's how, like, awful it would be for everyone. That's kind of what he's saying. Took the, oh, uh, what's that bed of, oh, fuck, Procrustes or something? You know what I'm talking about? That guy, like, if you were too tall for the bed, they cut off the legs. Or if you're too short, they stretched you out. There's, like, some fucking weird story about that. I don't know. It's like Procrustes, about. which sounds like a shitty clown baker. But <laughs> I don't really, I, it's about something, like, something Greek like that. But that's like the government, like the typical government mm-hmm. response. Like, let's fix this by making a really dumb idea. And Vonnegut's very satirical in all of his writing. So criticizing the government, I'm sure, is no, mm-hmm. not unique to this story. No. But it's a weird way to go about the society. <laughs> like, cr- very. Like, first of all, it seemed to me that in his future, not only is everyone equal, but everyone is really bad at everything. Everyone is really dumb. Or more like the, the level of equal that they're trying to make everyone be. Yeah, they had to go... It's like really low. For like the lowest common denominator because you, you couldn't take someone that's like average intelligence and make them more intelligent. So they took everybody else down and they did the same with like physical strength and beauty, I guess, where they just made everybody dumb and... Everyone's bad. Everyone's yep. bad, yeah. The government. Well, it's like, it's like a... You ever see Idiocracy? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> what? Oh, man. It's a classic film. It's the Casablanca of our time. The, it's in the future, like a thousand years from now, how everybody, like all the stupid people have bread. And they're, you know, in the beginning, there's a scene where it's like a, the educated couple. And like, we're going to wait till we have children. And then there's like the hillbilly hill people churning out babies. And so after a thousand years of that, America is full of like really stupid people. And the main character gets accidentally frozen in a, you know, Walt Disney's head machine, and mm-hmm. then he wakes up and he was an average guy, and now he's the smartest man on earth. Like that's how everyone gets stupider in the future. So the same kind of pessimistic look at what's happening. Although you get taller and stronger, you also apparently get dumber. But but somehow it cancels out. Like how do they have a seven foot tall genius son? Like the like what are the odds? Yeah, I was wondering mm-hmm. if everybody was like that, or if it's just him. They don't really tell you. Yeah, no, they don't say. I mean, just by chance. Look at the draw. Somebody's going to be seven feet tall and a genius. Might be one in a one in fifty billion, well, but it can happen. It wasn't smart enough to watch out for that shotgun. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't see that coming. He's too busy scissor kicking through the air and, uh, and trying hovering. to be emperor of the ballet stage. So I, I mean, I guess the criticism. I mean, it's a fair criticism, right, of the society where no one, no indiv- no one can be an individual. No, oh, yeah, it's a concern if we dumbed everybody down and not allow them to be artistic or athletic it yeah it would not be a good society or focus on something to think about it for more than a minute Mm -hmm. and this was there's a lot of around this this book the short story came out like 61 or something like that there's a lot a common kind of idea that this like this dystopian Mm -hmm. stuff really starts to this is only what 13 years or something after 1984 yeah it's only a few years after um fahrenheit 451 there's like a whole lot of, and, and this is like a big theme, and this was published in a, you know, some pulpy sci-fi magazine, I think, first, before it was collected in uh, Welcome to the Monkey House. Hmm. So this is a thing people were thinking about. Why would they be thinking about this in 1960? Well, people were, were afraid of both socialism and fascism. 
Because when you take both of those to the extremes, people can't be different. Or more like people aren't allowed to be different. Because both in sort of the communist socialism era, that's about communism, or at least for some people, was about everybody being the same class. There's no social classes. No one is better than anyone else in terms of wealth or status. And then in fascism, it's not that... Okay, in fascism, anyone who is different gets eliminated, meaning everyone belongs to the same thing, meaning everyone's the same because they just... It's about, it's about belonging to the in-group rather than belonging to the undesirables. So therefore, everyone is just kind of the same. And both those were very frightening things in 1961. So the question for any dystopian, you know, any sort of sci-fi book where we read, where they predict, the question is, what did he get right? What did he not get right? I mean, obviously we don't do things this exact way today. But we don't really do this at all. Uh, I, I think... Okay, I think he didn't get anything right in that uh, the idea that people, at least in the United States, can't be exactly what they want to be, that hasn't changed. And in fact, we no longer in this country are afraid so much of socialism, or at least we're not afraid of the like Maoist communism of, you know, uh, of that era, because now we buy all our stuff from them, <laughs> so we don't have to be afraid. But also, we've dumbed ourselves down voluntarily. <laughs> True. I and mean, you're listening to two of the smartest podcasters out there right now. We're Except for the beer, idiots. we would be the smartest podcast <laughs> well, in the world. We had to handicap ourselves. <laughs> we could. We did it for the good of the country. Yeah. For real, like the average person, if you think about like what education, I, I have no data to prove this, but, but I would assume that like a college degree meant something more in 1961 than it means today. Yeah. There are more college degrees today given out than in 1961 per capita or whatever. But the ones who got them probably had a much more rigorous academic yeah. course. Um, we, Most of them. Well, if you look at, like, uh, earlier than that, if you go on, like, Google Books or whatever, and you look at these, you know, digitized mm-hmm. things from, like, 1910, they'll be written by, like, the person's name. It just says M.A. after their name. Like, they get to write a whole book. They're an expert on some random historical thing. And they have a master's degree? Shit, man, I have a master's degree. I shouldn't write a book about anything. Yeah, like the quality of that education is is diminished. Teddy Roosevelt's undergraduate thesis he turned into a like four hundred page book that was a like important reference work on the on the you know the theory of naval power in in military stuff for decades, and that was his undergraduate thesis. Though Teddy Roosevelt was a total lunatic, and so not everyone of his era was doing that, but he did, True. and that was in eighteen eighty something that he went to college. But you know. Similar to uh, what we talked about for 1984, people just voluntarily have gotten dumb. It's, like, not cool Mm -hmm. to be special in certain ways anymore. Like, if you look at the internet, the the chasm that is the internet. The wretched hive of scum and villainy that is the internet. Indeed. People reading books. Fucking jerks. We're trying to fight against that. (laughs) Raging against that, that horrible thing. But, yeah, like, look who are, you know... Our, uh, our celebrities are, our political leaders are. It's like, yeah, you can be dumb. Yeah, that is. And that's cool. Be like that. Get the same effect, essentially. That's a bummer. Yep. Tune in next time. Yeah, tell us what you thought. Send us an email <laughs> to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on the Twitter at drunkguysbc or on uh, Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this far, uh, please leave us a review on wherever you are listening uh, and just round up to five stars. Yeah, don't handicap our review with anything fewer than five stars. And thanks again to Finn Back for letting us hang out here and uh, have this wonderful beer. And uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. For more here. short stories. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.